he has like $200 billion. He could say, look, I'm going to have 200,000 children and give each a million dollars. And then there would be all these musks around the world, just like the Carnegie libraries that he has fathered. And then he yeah. out of that. that could be like how he d distributes his estate. He's like, look. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. Today, we are going to talk about a sexless marriage with a twist, a man who refuses to come inside despite all relevant precautions being taken, premature ejaculation, and more. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Keith. Um, I was thinking about something that has been reliably a little bit of a bummer about this show, which is I can't really talk about my dating life because sometimes I am dating. Well, so, you know, people don't want me to reveal stuff yeah. on on air, and then also, if I'm dating multiple people, I, uh, you know, and either or both listen to the show, they may be irritated or feel badly. Right. I'm not, I mean, I'm not lying it, yeah, to anybody. I don't have anything to hide, but, you yeah. know, like in uh, various poly setups, I think it's pretty common for people not to give the, you know, the gruesome detail that would probably make the most interesting content here. Well, and also, I mean, if, uh, if I were dating as a married guy, like honestly, the content on the podcast is pretty much only a positive for me in the sense that, uh, let's see, I, I don't have anything really to conceal, put it that way. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you know, here's this, it's like, I might say something on here that like actually is beneficial and has been, you know, a few times when yeah. my wife hears it and so forth. But for a dating guy, I mean, you don't really want your, the woman you're dating to have some place she can go and basically just get a stream of consciousness of what you're thinking. I mean, right. That, just strategically that would make, I mean, I mean, she might really enjoy it, although I'm not sure she would. Yeah. Uh, but she might think she would enjoy it, but actually like it just makes it because there is a certain amount of adversarialness, not in, not even in a negative way in dating, right? I mean, you're trying to see how your puzzle pieces fit together. And if she just knows everything about you and actually right. that's probably a problem for you generally, because I bet you've, have you gone on dates with women who've then like gone and just, you know, cons voraciously consumed episodes of the podcast and then they suddenly know all this stuff about you? Yes. What, well, how, does, how does that go? I mean, the main thing they'll discover is that I don't love blowjobs, but okay. there'll be various things that you and I will talk about that they'll sort of come after me about. Um, Usually they pin that on me, though. Which is yeah. funny. They, they sort of say that I'm this this terrible person and that you're doing your best to defend against my awful insinuation and I so forth. I get criticism for not pushing back on you enough, not mm -hmm. just from people I'm dating, but from other you know listeners generally. You've you've seen it, right? Um, and so. nobody will ever know whether that's because you disagree mm -hmm. or because you're just agreeable, just being nice. Mm -hmm. It's unclear. You know, you could not be pushing back because you're like, oh yeah, I agree with that. But no, right. people don't. It's it's nobody can know. It's yours. It's actually your secret to keep. That's right. <laughs> yeah, maybe so where, I'm, maybe I'm Andrew Tate, part two. Where were you going? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. I don't think I'm Andrew Tate. That's no, wrong. me. I said maybe I. Am. I know, but the suggestion is that by agreeing with me, <laughs> you're Andrew Tate. I caught that. It was a little backhanded. So, <laughs> what, what, why do you bring up the uh, the dating and the the? 
oh, stuff? Just is this because, because there's some juicy stuff you don't want to tell the audience? I mean, juicy things happen. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I normally tell you offline, but you know, it's, we can't. And, and there's really no way I could ever do it. So like you could say like, well, I could not reveal to people that I'm dating that I host a podcast, a, a famous sex podcast. And, you know, that buys me some time. But like, if I ever meet someone I like, eventually I'll have to reveal it. And then they might go back and listen. And like, now I'm talking about, you know, various things that maybe I was amused by them about. You know, maybe I wasn't as nice as I may have been. Right. So like, yeah, there's just, there's even, uh, yeah, in retrospect, it could, it could cause me problems. So. The, the fact that you tell them about it suggests to me that it's a net positive for you. I because think you could just is. not tell them. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I say in my online dating profiles that I'm a podcaster and then, you know, probably like one out of five people that I end up talking to say like, oh, what's your podcast? Maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's like half. And then depending on the way the conversation's going, I might say, well, you know, I hosted anonymous anonymously. I'm happy to tell you, but let's, let's go on a date first because with some folks, I worry that this could be, I don't know, triggering is not the right word, alarming. Well, I think that, and also I think that Okay, it strikes me that this is an element of maybe both male and female. No, it is both directions. So if you've seen the person in in person, you know what they look like, you know what their physicality is, and you have some sense of whether you find them attractive or not, Mm -hmm. then hearing them talk about sexual topics is a whole different matter. If you don't know what they look like, I I certainly, when I listen to a woman talking about sexual topics, unless I know what she looks like, I I think my mind assumes something kind of negative. And I certainly think that women seeing a man, hearing a man rather, without seeing him would, would assume negative things. Yeah, but that's not yeah. an issue. I mean, dating apps always have pictures, so. Well, but there could be something you're concealing, but fair point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You could be missing a leg or a. <laughs> Good. Although I have. Weird problem with your vertebra. I have full body shots at all my pictures, but you know, they could be Photoshopped, I suppose. Do you have like MRI and X-ray data? <laughs> Clean Recent funny, you, STI test. Could you imagine having a dating thing that had? I could imagine totally having like a twenty three and Me link in dating things. We, we talked know. about. I remember years ago you were obsessed with somehow indicating net worth on dating. Yeah, app. sure. I still think that's um, valuable, mostly because you think you would sort well, and and, and you would <laughs> not uh, as well as Vivek Ramaswamy or whatever that guy. What is his? Is. How rich is he? According to Wikipedia, and this is just because this is, I had the misfortune of having a pretty bad cold yesterday. And so I sat and watched. Oh, you watched the debate? Oh, my Lord. Oh, that was, my. I just didn't, it made, it, misery loved company. I felt awful already. I've, I've heard the, I've heard the, you know, the, the highlights isn't the word. I've heard the rundown. And yeah, he was prominently featured on that. Debate. No, the, the whole thing is so masturbatory. And I'm somebody who's like, has, you know, I'm not like a liberal Democrat or something, but still just not not good content. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I read online because I was curious about this gentleman that he's got uh, like a billion dollars or 800 million or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I had him around that order. I didn't know if he had like tens of billions. Yeah. I was unable to evaluate what it has. It's something in the biotech space, which I really just don't know anything about. And so I can't evaluate it. It seemed a little suspicious, but I, 
I, you know, in, in terms of like whether, you know, uh, he did one of these special purpose acquisition SPAC things, uh, companies. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it, 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 it seemed a little, I'm not sure that like anything, I, I don't know. I don't know if like it's something well, it's, where you go, oh, he, he did, he, you know, he, he built the first steam engine. It's not, I don't know if it's that kind of thing. He's like a Bill Gates guy or if he's just some guy that lucked into some money. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's the same, almost exactly the same with Trump, right? Like it's sort of unclear what his financial situation is. I mean, it seems good, but he has his finger plugging holes in so many dikes. It's hard to know, like if he's actually positive net worth or not, even it's sort of plugging holes in dikes. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, uh, reminds me of Michael expression? Jackson. It is. It's like the kid with the, the finger in the dike. It reminds me of Michael Jackson a little bit with, you know, some assets that are very valuable, but Michael Jackson had these huge debts because he would just live his lifestyle that was very lavish and it's expensive to be that well-known. You need security and so forth. And so it was very unclear how much money he had because he had huge assets and huge debts. And I think Trump's I similar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. There was another thing. Speaking of STIs, uh, hmm. are, are, are STDs, STIs transmitted via semen or are they transmitted via blood? So let, let's start with something like chlamydia or syphilis or uh, gonorrhea. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm having is... sex with somebody and I come inside of them. Now, is the semen, does the semen carry the disease? Yeah, so I'm, I'm nervous here because I, I have a friend from college who somewhat later in life became a doctor and has been listening to episodes and he was oh, okay you're on the spot he said here. some things to me that suggested we needed more biological knowledge <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm now worried but um generally my understanding is that i mean obviously hiv is transmitted via yes fluid contact so i mean semen would be part of it in the sense that Wait, if you're no i think hiv is blood to blood it needs to be blood to blood contact i, I don't i don't that's think so you, because that's why you can't get it through kissing for example uh, so my understanding, honestly, and one of the things I would caveat with all this stuff is that science is not perfect. Like people don't totally understand this. Here's what, here's my understanding though. The mm -hmm. HIV virus is inactivated by saliva. Probably, probably. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, it's a delicate virus. Um, and however it is present and it is present in semen also. And that's why, uh, you're likely to get it. Okay. When you, when, when you have anal sex with a, a man, your yeah. receptive anal sex, you're likely to get it because of tears in, in your rectum. You're the receiver. In the receiver, the receiver's rectum. Right. And it's because the semen then deposits viruses and it's not, it doesn't have anything there like saliva to inactivate it. And the important thing is that the important thing is the guy's penis doesn't have to have a cut on it. You don't have to actually That's have blood what I, put okay. in. Yeah. I thought it had to be blood to blood. I thought the penis needed no. to have a cut maybe from, maybe they were shaving you know their hairs or something which i, I thought might be more common with no gay men that would that would make something. it much harder no the, the the anal sex i don't have the stats in front of me but my recollection is that the belief is that receptive anal sex transmission rates are actually fairly high for hiv but even even fairly high is like five percent or something it's still yeah. not uh which is why not, i you, thought you're most likely okay yeah which is why i thought it needed blood to blood but Huh. Well, they needs to get into the bloodstream of the recipient, uh, which is why receptive vaginal sex, the numbers are thought to be quite low because then it's, it's much less likely. However, keep in mind that like, you know, once things migrate up through the cervix, like there well, can be, there can be vaginal tearing too. Stuff. There could be that too. 
Absolutely. In honesty, these things aren't completely understood. Anyway, for typical STIs, my understanding is that it's transmitted just through skin contact. Oh, so okay. you can have you can be shedding the virus uh, if you have like a sore or even asymptomatically, you could potentially be shedding the virus. Keep in mind that you have, and I, I guess what I should say is mucous membrane contact. I mean, keep in mind though that like the penis, the vagina, these have mucous membra- membranes. Like certainly inside the urethra, of the man is a mucous membrane, and yeah. so. Uh, you're, you you have the ability to shed these things. The epidermis, like the external skin, I'm not sure if that would shed it. I, I think well, the answer is no. Crabs for I, sure. Actually, I'm sure the answer is no. Crabs yeah. is transmitted that way. Just that would just be eggs, probably. I know, but you yeah. know, I'm just mentioning it as an example. And then, okay, yeah, the other ones don't need. And that's why uh, using a condom is going to be pretty protective, unless. But I mean, keep in mind that usually when you have sex with somebody, there are parts of your body that touch, right? I mean the you don't, the condom doesn't cover your testicles and right. you know, there's a limit to what it covers. Right. So you're, you're going to, so for instance, herpes and, and yeah, these are, these are related things, but a lot of these, a lot of, uh, it's mucous membranes that are more likely to be sort of attacked by these illnesses. So that's why okay. like shaking hands with someone, you're not going to get it. But if you French kiss them, you, you potentially will. It's, yeah. Would it's kind of logical. Not coming inside of somebody be can you use the pull-out method to reduce STD transmission? It would reduce HIV transmission for sure because yeah. you're not, yeah. although, although maybe uh, pre-cum gosh. can transmit HIV in a way that it can't transmit uh, pregnancy. I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I don't know the answer. Well, and there's, there's a volume, right? So like probably the more yes. um, fluid contact there is, the more likely it is to transmit. Right. But the more so, sort of quotidian STIs, I think you would to pulling out would not, I mean, it'll, everything you do helps some, right? Yeah. I mean, Cause obviously you're shortening the duration, you're putting less fluid in there, but you know, and the <laughs> semen expulsion could like pick up stuff from the lining of the urethra, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. It's probably not going to help that much because I mean, when you have sex with somebody, you're sort of like taking your body part and like turning it inside out a little bit. You're going right. to expose, like it's very likely the inside of your urethra is touching some like mucous membrane of her body. Right. I think that's right. Have you ever seen, by the way, these videos on Pornhub and stuff of uh, that are taken from inside the vagina? Yeah. Of sex? Yeah. Can you eroticize that at all or is it just nah. like two animals or worse? It's it's two, uh, yeah, so like two animals. What's it like? I might be able to, you know, I haven't looked for a while. I, I saw this a, a while ago. Um. Maybe I should retry. My proclivities have changed some over my life. Maybe I yeah. The thing I don't give it. What I don't like about again. it, it like it. It's any things like that because it, it it somehow like the the ejaculation just isn't powerful enough. Like I don't get as excited about it as I want to because it's not. It's just yeah. It looks like a little squirt gun or something. It's yeah. Actually, less than that. It's just it's just so unimpressive. Yeah. Uh, and you've you mentioned want to be amped up. You've mentioned that you don't, you've never even really looked at hentai, right? I forget what that is. It's like anime porn. Oh, is this the thing where like they'll show the penis going into the, in, through the cervix into the uterus and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And it, the ejaculation is quite powerful. I bet. So. I assume that's targeted at men more than women. Is that right? Yes. Well, of course. Of course. But I mean, would a woman even want that? Where the, I mean, are you saying like the guy's filling a swimming pool with his nut? Uh, Mike, there is, uh, you know, you know, there's like rule, rule 43. Is that what it is? 
Rule 34. 34. Okay. Yeah. Rule 34, dear listeners, is that uh, anything that you wonder if there's porn of, there is. And no, that's not always true. I, for example, I saw there is a site that is... <laughs> okay, that but is that's a, what a, Rule 34 is. That I don't know okay, if it's there, actually a proven uh, theorem. There, yeah, there is a, a tube site. This is true. There is a tube site for videos put out by Mexican narco uh, cartels. Okay. When they kill people. Yes. And I saw a video on there where they actually ripped out a guy's heart while it was beating and slapped it so it would start beating again. I do not think there's of a his porn body? of that. Yeah, it was really impressive. I do not think there is porn of that. I don't want to explore this topic any further. Uh, the reason why I brought it up is... Can you uh, believe that tube site exists? It's just like, what's wrong with people? I can't believe... Actually, I can't believe you you found it. I, it was posted on... There was some thread on Reddit or maybe on Twitter about something much, much, much more benign. And then yeah. I was like, okay. You know, you, you risky down the clip, but hole. okay. Yeah. Well, that video was actually pretty amazing. It was like watching something from um, an Aztec ritual or something. Yeah, I mean, this it is, sounds like Indiana and, Jones, right? Right. And like, I mean, and, and they only showed like you didn't see the guy's face or anything. And so, I mean, it could have been fake, but I, I don't think it is. And just, I mean, I can see how like a primitive um, Bronze Age or Stone Age population would find it very compelling to like have an altar and pull the guy's heart out and it's still beating. It seems very yeah. powerful. It's a power, yeah, powerful. It's visceral. Yeah. 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 Um, well, anyway, uh, hentai has, I mean, whatever you can imagine, even even more so, right? Because they're drawing it, right? Like, they don't need to yeah. recreate it. Um, and it's, yeah, there's some pretty wild stuff there. Maybe. Right, I'll so start, like the guy would start fucking the ventricles or something. Yeah, uh, who knows? Maybe maybe I'll start. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe I'll start sending you some stuff as I come across it. I, I think I mentioned and you, you beat a off while ago. Stuff. Not very often. Um, okay. Like less than once a month, I think. Okay. And when you're, when you have a session where you're beating off to it, is it, do you, do you say this is going to be my hentai session and you just, it's all hentai that, that day? Um, sounding like yes. <laughs> I mean, or is it mixed in? Is it I'm sprinkled thinking in? How much, I'm thinking how much I want to reveal here. I don't even know what there would be to reveal. I mean, you've already said you use it. Yeah. I mean. I don't Wait, love is it, is, hentai because it makes me feel sort of degenerate, and okay. you ha- you have to actually like assiduously avoid uh, things that look like child porn. Like it, oh it, wow, there's a there's a lot of stuff around it that like it's sort of hard to find vanilla hentai, right? There's like tentacle porn. There's like a, a very common like schoolgirl trope, um, and so uh, yeah, it just it makes me feel a little bit degenerate uh and Has so there been any effort to make this more and more realistic with the uh i mean I, th- for example there was a tool that was released very recently that would create a woman picture a picture of yeah. a woman i met a girl on, on seeking parameters. yeah mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if i told you this i met a girl on seeking who was a ai research well she claimed she was an ai researcher but she was working on a startup herself that was for generative porn and she was using, there are, you know, various third-party generative AIs that you can run on your own servers. So you're not beholden to, you know, like if you use, what are the big, there's Dolly 2 and then what's the other one? The, I don't know. I, yeah. The, they're, they're the various one. like image ones. Yeah. Mystic something. I can't remember I what it's called, but um, natural something. Well, there's stable diffusion, 
But that's the one that's not which I was okay. trying to think of. Yeah, isn't doesn't that do images? Yeah, I mean, this was this the thing I saw was particularly designed to make images of women, and the problem that okay, I okay, well, hold on, could, let me finish here. So yeah, you on. can download these things and run them on your own servers. And so you can get around and then you can train them with whatever data you want. But there are third party ones that have been trained on other on various porn sets. And you can use these third party things like you don't even need to train the things yourself. So anyway, she was triangulating between a few different methods to try to see what could generate compelling porn. Okay, I should point out that I. uh Uh, yeah, so the, the the one I was using was censored, so it, it didn't it didn't like it kept. I actually wasn't trying to get naked women, but it kept accusing me of that and blocking me. Hmm. Uh, I, by the way, have downloaded blocking you or blurring stuff on the images. Blocking the image, okay. <clears throat> it wouldn't actually make the image, but uh, I, I have downloaded the and and played around with Llama Two Uncensored. Wait, I forget what it's called. It's on a, there's a thing called Hugging Face where you can get yes. Um, large language models and download them, blah, blah, blah. It's actually quite easy. You can do it. And uh, I am able to generate literatica on that. So I've been, yes. I have actually been working on the old uh, literatica project. I have found a hentai here on um, Pornhub and it is uh, to a woman who is large breasts and there are four things that look like they like live in a trash can made that are green and they're licking <laughs> with like weird tentacle. Each one actually has yeah. the tongue is like more than one thing. Is that is that typically what you masturbate to? No, no, but, but that's a very common trope in anime hentai porn. And so green things that look like they live in a trash can with weird, really, really, um, uh, submissive, uh, stuff for, for where the woman is being extremely submissive. And yeah, there's a lot of rape fantasy stuff or like tentacle Hmm. stuff or alien stuff. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of a gross um i don't know subculture i wonder if that would make women have sort of body image issues uh, oh, because the these women type of women and the like curves that they're drawn with yeah for sure that's right it's reminiscent of comic books where like the superhero guy is like muscular and whatnot and the woman is like has these gigantic breasts it kind of yeah. doesn't make sense yeah no it's it's like caricatures it's super exaggerated yeah i actually saw a youtube video where a woman who makes armor was discussing like what you would actually do to put armor over a woman's breasts mm-hmm. if she was going to go into combat it was so this is a common complaint in role-playing games that the armor is always over sexualized yeah she was saying that like basically the net of it is that the right thing to do is to reduce the kind of compress the breasts as much as possible to the mm-hmm. and, and essentially use something very close to like man's armor. Like you might have it slightly thicker in that area, but like mm-hmm. not. You certainly wouldn't make it like a bra. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, makes no sense because breastplates that have like bras built into them. And, it's a target. Yeah. It's really stupid. Yeah, she's like, look, there's more surface area there. You're showing exactly where your breasts are. Like it's just uh, yeah. it's a terrible decision. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm, that's not surprising. Um. All right. Let's get to some of our topics. Are you ready? Yeah. All yes. Right. This person says, my wife never wants to have sex, claiming she has a low libido, but she masturbates all the time and lies about it. Uh, This is the number one thing this week on the sex subreddit. My wife never wants to have sex. She has claimed for years that she has a low libido and swears that she never even masturbates. That said, months ago, I came home early and walked in on her using a small dildo that she's had forever. Later that day, she told me that she never uses it and never masturbates. And it was a one-time thing. (laughs) 
I said I was very happy that she's exploring herself and that maybe it means her libido is increasing. He probably shouldn't have said that last thing, but let, let's, let me read on. Unfortunately, it has been months since and she still doesn't want to have sex. Strangely enough, however, I've noticed that she uses the dildo almost daily. She stores this dildo in a box with a dial lock, like the ones on a briefcase, and almost every day the dial shows new numbers, indicating that she hmm. uses the dildo, puts it back in the box, and spins the dial so that it locks. Not to mention that the bottle of lube in our bedroom is somehow now magically empty after being full not long ago. Why does she need to lock her dildo? Maybe they have children. But even then, anyway, I haven't told her that I noticed she's been using the dildo, but I've asked if she has masturbated since that last time, and she still swears that she never does it. She maintains that she has zero libido. I'm saddened by the fact that she lies to me without remorse. I wonder if there's something wrong with me. A little about us. She is a stay-at-home mom, but I help out around the house. I cook, I clean, I wash all the dishes, I bathe the kids, and take care of them as soon as I get home. She's comfortable in her skin, and I am very fit and active. We go on dates regularly, but they never end up in us having sex. One more paragraph. In the past, sex has been enjoyable for both of us, and I'm usually able to get her to orgasm. Oftentimes, I can get her to have a rolling orgasm from oral and a full-body orgasm from penetrative sex in the same session. That said, those days are long gone. We haven't had sex in months. I've tried to spice things up, asking her about her fantasies and anything that she wants to try to no avail, avail, to no avail. I'm at my wit's end. Any advice on how I can save our sex life is very much appreciated. This is a hmm. curious case. Well, I mean, the what I mean, the the obvious interpretation here is that she has a new romantic interest and that she um is pursuing alone time to sort of go through her fantasies that relate mm. to that romantic interest. Isn't, isn't that the obvious take? That wasn't my guess. My guess was that she's been doing this forever and uh, she's just not interested in her partner anymore. Hmm. It could be. I mean, is, I'm not sure there's any way to disambiguate between those two because he wouldn't, since he doesn't know what her behavior was before he start, first started noticing this. Yeah. I mean, a, a couple interesting things here. She is lying to him, but I think that's probably to avoid hurting his feelings. But maybe it's because, yeah, she's feeling some amorousness towards somebody else. Did he mention whether it was a vibrating dildo or not? Yes, he says it's a vibrator. I see, I see. That makes it more likely that it's something she's done forever because, well, for obvious reasons, it's going to be more effective um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, actually I, I was going to, yep, hold go on. Ahead. He doesn't say, he just says a small dildo, which I hmm. assumed was his way of saying vibrator. <laughs> yeah. I mean, small, like why else would you have a small one? Like what would, yeah. what would the point be? Right. Um, I think it's just confused. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, I, okay. My, uh, mental model would be that typically a woman in this sort of low libido situation would not be masturbating. That's my mental model. So I think, so it definitely, this definitely confronts that mental model. Hmm. Um, and the reason I mean, why is I think it, yeah, it would be, is they're sort of their libido sort of turned off, not selectively turned off. Uh, yeah. And you wouldn't, I mean, you, you and I have talked about this a bunch, but like I often end up in situations where I have a partner. I'm no longer as sexually interested in them as I, started, but I'm still masturbating plenty. I don't think that's as likely for a woman. Um, okay. That's, so that's what I'm asking the, is if you think there's a sex difference. Yeah. What I've read is that male masturbation frequency is inversely proportional to 
partnered sex frequency typically. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you're, you're describing, okay, you're describing an availability, but you're not actually having sex with a woman. Okay. That's, that's, which is, that's frankly an unusual situation or less sure, but common the total, for a guy to be I in. mean, that doesn't break the total number right. of orgasms right. being around the same. To, to yeah. Just and then some, the some other, are more partnered, other, some are more masturbation. Yeah. The other side of that is that women actually, it's the opposite correlation. So if a woman is in a partnered sex situation, she's more likely to masturbate. Yeah. And so this, again, this violates that in the sense that his claim is that basically she's just going for alone time and not interested in him, which is a little less common. Um, it's not impossible. It's a little bit less common. Um, so that's why I immediately thought, okay, there's another, there's another man in the picture here that she's yeah. fantasizing about. And the fact that I got the impression that it was a new behavior. Um, I also keyed in a little bit on the, he, I, he's sort of listing off men have been trained, I think to do this. He's listing off how he helps in the house around the house, all the different stuff he does. Um, yeah, I, know I think that feel about that, but go on. Yeah. I think that's a little bit of a misunderstanding. I mean, there is this cultural trope that, yes. uh, oh, women are tired and, and I think, okay, there's an element of truth to this. If when you're in a society where men and women basically are both expected to have an income, both go to work, both do all these things. Okay. Well then it's sort of tricky, but the man solving that by doing a bunch of the tasks around the house, I think often is not the best solution. I think the best solution often is for the man to find ways to decrease the reliance on the woman's income. Meaning that he's, wow. he's taking over tasks that she actually kind of values, she cares about, and he's going to wind up doing them not the way she wants. Not, you know, and, and, and to the extent that a woman feels put upon, I think it's more likely that she feels put upon because she has to be a co-breadwinner. Not in all cases, but I think that's more likely to be where he could lean on the scale to change how the relationship operates. There could also you don't agree. be... I don't know. I Okay, so the trope that I think has become increasingly mentioned over the last decades is men are worthless around the house. Uh, women have to do all the homemaking stuff. Uh, when the bedroom is dead, it is often because the woman feels put upon by all these chores and the man is, you know, just comes home and drinks beer in front of the And importantly, television. the woman has the woman has also put in a full day at work. That's important and it's true. It's, you know, plays a role. Yeah. I mean, in this case, I think he says, uh, maybe he doesn't mention it. I think I the guess. default assumption no, he is- No, says, he says she's a stay-at-home mom. Oh, that's right. Okay. Then, then, then what he's doing is like really irrational because it, it's not, yeah. Like I wouldn't so, go so, so he far wants as to, have to no say tasks. it's irrational. It's that- the general guidance around this is, uh, I mean, God, this is so, <laughs> uh, you delicate. don't want this to affect your, your dating life. No, it's just a delicate topic. Like I am sure there are loser men who like just come home and plant themselves in front of the TV and like are totally worthless. And that can be a turnoff to their partner. But if you are a high powered attorney and you come home you know, after, you know, a really hard day and you, uh, you know, do what you can, but what you can is less than what she can. 
Like, I don't think that that is naturally unattractive to women. Uh, I, I think what's, what's unattractive is when the man is just a fucking loser. And well, that's that you're agreeing with me then. Basically. I am agreeing. I am. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, and, and, and importantly, it's not, it's when you say being a fucking loser, the way I interpret that, and I think this is being sort of, I don't, I think this is being sort of trying to be objective and sort of charitable to everybody here. It's the guy could have a, a job that doesn't make much money. He could be in school. He could have various things going on that, that where he's not aren't maximizing how much he can contribute. Yeah. The that's not what is, I meant by loser, but I, know, I understand the key is, is he expecting to take response? Is he, is his life path that he's responsible for this? Who's, you know, whose, whose job is it to make sure that, you know, they, they're, they, they're sort of in the financial situation as a family they want to be in. And it's a question of whether the guy is the person shouldering or aiming towards shouldering that responsibility in a realistic way, not just, you know, talking about it, trying to be a rapper or something. Uh, and that's the thing I think that women want to see is like a guy like try, like who says, look, I want to, I want to shoulder this responsibility. This is my, my job. Even if right now he's not doing it for whatever reason, he's like still building up his career. He's right. taking classes, whatever. Yeah. So it's not directly how much money he makes right now. It's like, is he being what, what I think you would call colloquially being a man or not? Yeah. Is he being useful or is he trying to be useful? But useful um, in a way that like the woman categorizes as appropriate for a man and saying, oh, hey, I'm going to do the laundry. It's fine. But it's like, look, that doesn't have any leverage to it. Like, okay, 10 years from now, all you'll do is you'll just do the laundry. Like I would much rather you do something that like, right. you know, is going to make it so you could pay someone to do the laundry in 10 years or whatever. And I think yeah. that's what, what a, a breadwinner provider is. And, and this guy in particular, if she's already a stay-at-home mom, what he's doing is really hard to understand. He's basically actually taking away all of her tasks. Yeah. That's sort of what he's doing. It's like, well, I okay. Feel, I feel like we're making a sort of nuanced point here. Okay. So because we've sort of gone through this the last couple episodes, let me reread what this person said. He says, a little about us. She is a stay-at-home mom, but I still help out around the house. I cook, I clean, I wash all the dishes, I bathe the kids and take care of them as soon as I get home. Okay. I think most women hearing that would be like, that's great. Yeah, but they'd be wrong because she, yeah, but hold on. She, there's Pause, no Mike, leverage. Mike, Mike yeah. wait, wait. Okay, this thing that you're saying now is mm -hmm. the thing that gets us in trouble, right? So it has to start with an acknowledgement of sometimes that might be the right thing to do. And men should definitely not expect women to do all that stuff and blah, 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 blah. Like all, like all those caveats aside. And then you can say the thing that you're about to say, which is that, I think that's I, a bad well, strategy. Let me say this. I think it's, let's say that the couple was a man who has an associate's degree in art and is like, does some art in his spare time. And the woman went to Yale law school and yeah. is a corporate attorney making partner, uh, you know, on the way to making partner. In that case, the guy should be doing all this stuff and the woman should be out there. I, I don't, the genders sort of don't matter. Although I think they typically line up, but again, it's typical is just like the middle 75% of the curve or whatever. Like they're, yeah. so yeah, the genders sort of don't matter. You could have a gay couple, a lesbian couple. Um, but I think typically you have somebody, you have these responsibilities and it's hard to have neither person able to focus on their career. That's yeah. challenging. So it's better to, and, and it's hard to have both also, because then unless you make a lot of money and you can pay for domestic help for everything, it's just challenging. So right. I think the reality is you wind up a lot of times needing to have one person who's more 
the person who's responsible for kind of the finances and making everything go that way. And there's another person who's more responsible for the day to day. I mean, there's a lot of organizational situations where this comes up where there's like the big picture in the day to day or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. But this guy's trying to do both, which is just okay. I mean, I, I, I actually, I, I think that could irritate her more than anything else. He's like, oh, and I'm going to do the cooking. She's like, well, what do, I mean, what in this scenario does she even do? Yeah, I don't. Look, we don't have enough information here. Like uh, we need to interrogate him a little bit. But yeah. my guess is he's a perfectly nice man, but she's bored of him. Yeah. And then the question is, is she fucking some other guy? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then uh, apropos to the stuff we were just talking about is this like perfectly nice man thing, not serving him. So is his availability to help out around the house actually sort of removing some of her own agency and making her view him as more effeminate in some way. And there's sort of, I think the answer to that is maybe, and maybe almost, and, and maybe it's even generally, uh, but the specifics matter. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, one side of the equation, just, uh, kind of conceding to all the requests of the other side, isn't really what people want. People want there to be like a dynamic equilibrium. Yeah. Both people really do. And this sounds like, this sounds like the before of a cuckold situation. It really does. Yeah. Maybe the kids aren't even his. Who knows? (laughs) Jesus. They should, he should genetically test the kids for sure. I just feel like. Yeah, he's, he's I bet, missed I bet at least one of his kids' fathers is Donald Trump. <laughs> he's misunderstanding the ultimate alpha. Yes, uh, that's what I figure. He just that's what Donald Trump actually does. He just runs around. I shouldn't say that. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> he wouldn't him, come and, after him, you. him and Elon Musk. He wouldn't come after you for this because he views that as like the ultimate compliment. Elon Musk should have a service where he just sends his semen to people. I mean, he's impregnated. He's has a lot of kids and he, he like, he, yeah. he's, he thinks that's cool. Like he's happy about that. I think and I told I you, he, yeah. I think I told you I've met two different women that say they've seen him or they've come into contact with him on seeking. Oh really? Yeah. You one that claims, that. yeah. One that claims she actually went to his house and the other who says, uh, um, she said no. Yeah, she turned it down. So, what, um, so the way he house. does it is the way he does it is it's a picture of a man around his age and his level of attractiveness. And then as things get pulled off off of that platform, they it turns out it's Elon. What happened at his house? She didn't tell it's, you. This sounds almost believable, but I don't remember what she said. Okay, probably just sex. I, yeah, I think so. I guess uh, she claims she also slept with Larry Ellison ha- after meeting him on Seeking. I guess if you, um, I mean, that but all that, makes sense. I'm not surprised. Yeah, but Mike, that girl was not a, a reliable. I mean, I understand. Uh, yeah, I would assign like uh, uh, 20% truthiness to both those claims. This stuff is actually one of the biggest bear cases in my mind for the Jeffrey Epstein tale is that like, I don't know that these people would need to go to that island to have access to young, beautiful women. Yeah. I just think, I, I just think they're much easier sources. They don't, so it's, it, it makes it a little unreal, unbelievable to me the the sort of perfectly evil fairy tale that's been 
told about Jeffrey Epstein. I think it sounds like he's a reprehensible guy, but still. Um, but if you, so if you're, if you liked having lots of kids, you're super wealthy, you're the richest man in the world. Would you rather say, look, I will have sex with you. Or would you rather just make your sperm available? Which would you do? Would you say, hey, you've got to come get it from orgasms that I have? I mean, all of it's coming from orgasms, but would you, would you say, I need to <laughs> orgasm while my penis is inside your body? Or would you just say, look, I'm just going to mechanize this and just try to have as many, it'd be like Genghis Khan, have as many kids as possible. And the way I'm going to do it is just, you can sign up and I'll send you, you know, your doctor or whatever this amount of my, yeah. my sperm. There was my some- point. Yeah. Why does he do that? This this point has been summarily dismissed. I can't remember. There's some psychologist. I don't remember if it was Peter Singer or somebody else. It wasn't Peter, but not Peter Singer. Who's the who's the guy who talks about how the world is on average getting better? I think he's a Harvard professor. I don't know, but it sounds like someone I would hate. Um (laughs) fuck. I can't remember brain doesn't work like it used to. Um this notion that like the only thing men care about is spreading their seed is is just obviously false. Like th- there should be a line around the block at, at sperm banks then, and that's just not the case. Like evolutionarily, it was useful for men to spread their seed to as many different people as possible. But okay, but you're now, attacking the now premise. That, now that we've achieved like the perfect technolo- technological way to do that, almost no men actually do that. Okay, but we know concretely that, and it doesn't really matter. We don't have to personify it to Elon Musk. We know concretely that he's seems to be interested in having lots of kids. He said it so as much that he thinks the world needs more kids. He, yeah, he's but making he might kids. Be like reverse, he might be reverse engineering an excuse for his philandering is not the okay. right word. Uh, I would, if I, I think I would recommend if he is a EMV listener, I'm sure he's not, but if he were, I would recommend he try this. He could be like uh, famously oh, there are Carnegie libraries in many towns. I mean, of course nobody uses libraries anymore, but they were built it's Carnegie, right? I think that's right. By the fortune that Carnegie made with steel, I think, uh, in the 20th century and late 19th. Uh-huh. Uh, Elon Musk could do the same thing. He could father all these children and then he could say, look, he has like $200 billion. He could say, look, I'm going to have 200,000 children and give each a million dollars. And then there would be all these Musks around the world, just like the Carnegie libraries that he has fathered. And then he yeah. out that, that could be like how he d- distributes his estate. He's like, look, it, actually, you could be very clever because they could come in with a 23andMe test. You can only get the money if you can prove that he's your father, which would actually be kind of fun, right? It'd be like right. a Willy Wonka and or something. If he got to 200,000, it would actually be tricky because there's no way he could even have a record. Like they Why would does he need a record? Because he, they need to show that they're from Oh, him. you're saying that... Well, they would have. So the way you handle that is just the way they handle class action lawsuits. You have a deadline. You say, look, over the next year, people can submit their DNA and then we'll just split up the money based on right. however many people come forward. And then people right. just like everybody comes forward. I think that, I mean, I actually think that sounds like something he might do. Do you think that women would go for that? Do you think there's enough women out there that would father or mother rather a child from Elon Musk? Like that would hero worship him enough? Of course, to get to numbers like 200,000, he could never do it. It would have to be done through some technology. So let's just stipulate that. Like maybe it could be built into Teslas. You could have a little, in when you buy a Tesla, you get it with the dildo attachment. That- I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. If I, if I jerk off into a test tube, how many people can they inseminate with one load? No, I know that. That's not what I'm saying. You, you, for sure, they could do a lot of people. What I was saying is he can't actually fuck 200,000 women in his lifetime. He doesn't have enough time. 
So yeah. you have to use technology somewhere. That was my only point. Wilt Chamberlain was famously 10,000, right? Right. And that's one twentieth of what Elon Musk would have to do. Right. He's too busy. Right. right. And he's got, he has well, to apparently too old. be seeking and right. Right. But he could have some attachment in the Tesla that if you're a woman sort of just comes out of the seat and then does the needful while you're driving, mm -hmm. uh, make it super convenient. Do you think, but here's the question. Do you think that there are women that would do that? Of course there are. How many, how many do you think would sign up in the first, let's say you took reservations. How many do you think yeah. would, would be on that list in the first month? I th think more than he would have time to, to do. So more than 10,000 say? <sighs> I, he should I mean, absolutely do this. Some of the specifics matter. Like a lot of these women might be embarrassed, although maybe they wouldn't. I, I'm not even sure. It could be anonymous. Like I wonder what it's like for, you know, I don't know, Cristiano Ronaldo or something when he goes, when when he's single. Like I wonder, how, yeah, like I wonder in his Instagram, like how many unsolicited direct messages he gets every day from women who just want to Those are women him. that hope for a relationship with him, I assume. This isn't just oh, nation. They yeah. might, I mean, people really like, uh, I, there might be, I mean, there's such thing as, uh, they're not called junkies. Oh, groupies of bands. Yeah. And like all they couldn't, care about is fucking them. Couldn't Prince Harry like do really well in this? You could say, look, fuck you to the Royal family and just basically say, look, I'm going to make a million heirs to the throne. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like fuck you all. <laughs> He's just like, look, I'm going to open source the British throne. And anybody uh, can have my semen, and then you have, have you, to be you got William, a prince. right? It would have to be William because William already has a couple kids. So, in or in, a, in in order for Harry's kids to have any chance, well, they'd be in. They'd be fine. I'm open sourcing the royal family. The royal family would go jump from being like 27 people to right. 300,000. <laughs> so then it, or or like I mean, thinking people like Tom Cruise, yeah. people that like have like these cult followings. It seems like it seems like there's a business here for somebody. Yeah, I think you're right. If people are told that they're just going to have a 15 minute appointment. That's probably not enough for most people, but for people like Elon Musk, I bet there would be plenty would sign up for even that. And he would, and it would accomplish his objective and make his uh, death and like how his will is distributed really funny, which I think he would probably like. He'll be I dead on Mars, presumably as he said, but right. then all of his children can like cry and whatever all hundred thousand. Anyway, we should, move I don't on. know how a state law will work on Mars. That's a fair point. Interesting question. All right, let's move on. Uh, my, so this is a 22 year old woman, uh, and her fiance is 26. My fiance suddenly stopped coming inside of me. And I think he's upset when I told him to just use a condom next time. Hmm. My fiance has the libido of a 55 year old. Ooh, that's mean. So high, uh, low, is that low? <laughs> must be low. Which I, which I understand could just be normal for some folks. So I'm not upset by that. It's kind of a nice surprise when he's actually in the mood then. I don't masturbate. I get horny often, but just personally hate the concept of masturbation. Every, hmm. Everyone that does it is cool in my book. It just ain't for me. Yeah, that, that sort of implies she has low libido. But in any case, so whenever he's ready to go, I'm more than accepting. I'm on birth control and we've both agreed on waiting at least five more years until we want to try having kids. He knows I never skip a pill, so he would come inside of me. We both agreed. Overall, it feels so much better. We moved in together in the beginning of July, and pretty much as soon as that happened, he started pulling out. I didn't know what to think at first, because, but as time went on, I've been getting more upset and frustrated by it. All that closeness is torn away. Any sexual feeling I had disappears immediately. Okay, this is like, you know, the pro-condom people that are like, oh, just grow up. Condoms are, are fine. Like, 
this woman strongly disagrees with that stance. She thinks that sex without condoms is far inferior to sex with condoms. Right. Uh, anyway, continue. Oh, I think that's really common. That's really common. It's just that the I know the I people, just get the tired of like much noisier. I just feel that yeah, the pro condom people are being delusional. It's well, it's not like, just I delusional. agree they're it's, safer. I'm not arguing that they're not safer. They're obviously safer. I'm just not. Right. I'm just arguing there's a downside too. I just yeah, and I think it I think it amounts to sort of an anti man kind of ideology. I think it just amounts to that. It's yeah, it's like it's like this is only men care about. This is true. Men mostly care about. It. Although I think women don't love them either. They just they yeah. just ignore that. Anyway, go well, on. This one, this woman hates them. I asked him a few I think weeks most ago. Most women why do he, too. Yeah. Yeah. I asked him a few weeks ago why he's pulling out all of a sudden, and he says it's because he doesn't want to take a chance of getting pregnant. I don't understand mm-hmm. the flip. I reassured, I reassured him that I'm not going to let that happen and that I was, uh, and that I would really prefer if he stayed inside. Last night was the first time in about 12 days. And again, just as I was reaching climax with him, he pulled out again. It might sound overboard, but I felt crushed. I got this deep sinking feeling in my chest and felt like I'm worthless. He reached for the paper towel and tried to be funny with me. I ended up snapping at him a little, hurry up, I'm dripping, and snagged the paper towel from him. After I wiped most of it, I went to the bathroom and closed the door behind me. We almost never close the door unless there's guests over. I got a washcloth and wiped up the rest of the mess, sat on the toilet, and silently cried for three to four minutes. I was disgusted. I washed my face and opened the door to go back to the bedroom. He was leaning up against the closet across the hall, gave me a sly smile. I kissed him, stopped a second, and said, next time we go to the store, we're buying condoms. He asked why, and I said, I don't like it when you come on me. He said... Sorry, I'm doing some uh, real-time grammar stuff here. He either said, oh, or okay, and definitely had an unhappy look on his face. He went into the bathroom, and I went to lay in bed. I faced the wall and had tears streaming down my face. Jesus, dramatic. He stayed, in the, he stayed in the bathroom almost as long as I did, just a couple more sentences here, and didn't say a word to me when he came back. When we woke up this morning, we didn't acknowledge that exchange from last night, and I just kind of moved on. I don't know how to feel or how to proceed. I love him with all my heart, and I know he does too. But this just feels like a weird, awkward situation I'm in. Okay, why is he pulling out? Well, do you have a theory? Yeah, I mean, I interpreted this as just he just. I mean, I I remember having this experience as a young man that it's frightening. It's genuinely frightening to not to, well, okay, not use a condom or pull out or something to basically not to lose control of one's semen in the vaginal area because, yeah, like you don't. I mean setting aside any sort of emotional things like, oh, is this woman somebody who's bad or evil or something like that? Setting all that aside, just loss of control, right? Like you've now set in motion this process that could, I mean, I had a, like I had a friend from high school who in college uh, had his girlfriend get pregnant and then she uh, turned to drugs as some, some people do. And he actually raised the kid uh, to 18. Yeah. So yeah. he, he, I mean, the, the mom was sort of in the picture, but for the moment, I mean, he was custodial and, and he did, I think he did a great job, but, but man, that guy's life changed. Like that, that became his life was his son. Uh, not, not necessarily bad, but I mean, like there's a lot of stuff he would have probably liked to do. Uh, it affected all okay. his relationships after that. So, on and Fine. So, forth. so your theory is he had some sort of eureka moment and decided that the risk was, more than he's comfortable with. And so now he's pulling out because of that. The Yeah. The Eureka moment is the part that's harder to understand, right? I mean, the, the, the sort of change in attitude suggests some event that led him to find her maybe less trustworthy or something yeah. than, than his prior uh, estimation. 
And that, that definitely, I think, deserves investigation. But the overall attitude, I think, kind of makes sense. And I, yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, most men would vastly prefer to come inside. Everything sure. else being equal. Yeah, of course. And But it just it requires some high level of confidence about the woman's birth control status and or persuasiveness abortion-wise or something else. Like, Okay. You know. All right. So the second thing I wanted to discuss on this is she is really distraught by him not wanting to come inside of her. Mm-hmm. You know, tears streaming down her face she's, you know, while she's in bed and then she's crying on the toilet. And why does she feel disgusted by him not wanting to come inside of her? Why, harder, I, mean, she, I think she uses the word worthless as well. Yeah. I mean, the most obvious thing to me is that she's interpreting it as he doesn't trust her because if she's, she, she could say, look, I'm using birth control. Like what's going on here? Like what? <laughs> yeah. This is like, uh, our friend's complaint about Seinfeld. Like they just, just one sentence needs to be said here. And the sentence is, why aren't you coming inside of me? And then that can answer a lot of questions here. Yeah. Well, and she, and she, and well, I mean, he might lie though. That's the thing. It's like, he could say something that isn't getting at the real issue. What I, could I don't he know. say? It's like, pop- what could he even pretend? Yeah, he can't say that it feels less good. Right. He's like, it's just too slimy in there. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, if he if he says that he trusts her. There are then- guys that fetishize. I mean, why, like, let's see, you, you do this behavior of coming on the woman's stomach. Your rationale is birth control type yeah. concerns, right? Yeah. Yes. Absent any such concern, you would base, you know, all, effectively always come inside. Sure. Right? I, yeah, I mean, there's... I don't really have these fantasies, but I think lots of men have fantasies about like coming on a girl's tits or coming on her face. Like that can be additive, but I feel like even for those people, that's like a sometimes thing, not an every time. Oh, there is another thing that I just, that just occurred to me. Porn set aside. Uh, Yeah. He might, he might have trouble coming from just vaginal stimulation because of like death grip. So it might actually be that he's like, yeah, I can't. I mean, have you ever, uh, it's an interesting theory split the baby here and so to speak and beat and beaten <laughs> off into a woman's vagina. In other words, I mean, you see this in porn sometimes like cream pie porn because they're trying to like deposit the seed right at the entrance. Yeah. Have you ever done that in real life? I, I don't think no, I have. I have not either. Um, so a guy could do that, but that might actually make her feel worse. Right. Because it's like, what, wait, what's going on here? Like, why are you like, yeah. I'm not tight enough? Yeah, the notion of like the man needing to stimulate himself in order to orgasm, I can imagine being pretty effective, uh, affecting for women. But that's but that but if a guy is you know very vigorously beating off with his hand, I think that's entirely possible that that could happen. Yeah, right? she doesn't mention anything about that, but that's an interesting theory. Yeah, I mean, I, I've experienced this certainly uh, with condoms, where like it can be desensitizing enough that it's like you're not sure you're going to get there or like if you're like really tired, like there, yeah, there, there can be yeah, life experiences where, where, where you it's, you're having trouble and, and your hand can maybe be more reliable. I'm actually not sure. Like if that's actually an interesting point, if you're having trouble getting to the nut, is there a time when you would ever resort to the hand or would a bare vagina always be better for you? What do you think? Hmm. I'm not sure. I, I, <laughs> I think for me, almost uniquely because of my tight circumcision, a bare vagina is almost always better. Interesting. Although, 
If I have the lubrication from the vagina already on my cock, yeah, I don't really have a death grip issue. So yeah, you you, you use sort of a feather a feather tip <laughs> grip with your hand. I, I I I train myself to minimize stimulation needed. No, I just I don't know something about the way I masturbate doesn't give me death huh. grip issues. Um, let's yeah. do one more topic here, and yep. it's this is a short one. Uh, I, a 29-year-old male, ejaculated during a heavy makeout with my fiance. We haven't done a mm. premature ejaculation thing for a minute, so here we go. We hadn't met for a long time. I had missed her too much. When we met, we had that makeout. <laughs> this writing. And, and while I was kissing her lips, I felt like my penis was about to ejaculate. I couldn't hold the feeling. Mm. It felt awkward, and I was worried I may have a health problem. The makeup period was nearly 30 minutes. So is this considered a problem related to premature ejaculation? Do I need to say a doctor? So he doesn't specifically say ejaculated, but let's assume he did. Um, because it sounds like he did. Um, listen. I don't know if ejaculating from minimum from from minimal physical contact correlates with premature ejaculation, but it might. I'm not sure. I mean, there there's some correlation, but I don't think it's exactly the same. I mean, the, the important thing here to elucidate is that premature ejaculation is usually going to be that the man is somehow surprised by the extremely exquisite nature of the sensations when he actually yes. enters a woman's vagina. It's yeah. typically going to be that. Yeah. Um, or he's so excited because, but it could also be he's so excited by the contact and proximity of a woman. Like these two things could kind of Yeah, mix. I mean, in this case, they were just making out. So there wasn't even any vaginal contact. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've certainly never had this experience. Uh, I have had the experience where there's like, a lot of fluid, but not because I reached climax. I've had the experience where I've, I've come with even like, I, yeah, I think when I was a teenager, like just from dry humping, I think I've, I've orgasmed, but I think Hmm. we, you know, that was the goal. Like it wasn't premature or unexpected. It was the goal. That's so weird. Uh, It's it's weird in retrospect. Like I just can't imagine my my high school had a very strong expectation of women swallowing semen. <laughs> like there were a lot I of. I wish, <laughs> wish my high school had that meme. <laughs> I know we had a lot of cultural norms. This is actually true. My high school had a lot of cultural norms, or was sort of enforced among certain sets of students, and it really was the expected behavior. So that, like, it, yeah, I mean, I, I think there was like the women were expected to do a certain thing. I have no other girls. I guess I have no idea if later in life some of them stopped doing that. But this was like the known expected experience and like dry humping to orgasm was not a thing anybody was doing. It was, that Mm. would have been considered I don't even know what the memes in my high school was. I wasn't cool enough to be privy to those kinds of conversations and I wasn't having sex. And so the only thing available was, you know, dry humping. I was borderline cool enough, but importantly, I was, I had sex with a couple of girls that were cool enough. Okay. So you got the, I, yeah, I was like the uh, I was the like the guy. I was the guy that the 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 smart kid they dated after they finished dating the, all the water polo team. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically right. And then it's like, oh, I should try on a smart kid. <laughs> that was me. So then I would get to find out like what the cultural expectations were. Go to parties, talk to people, yeah. find out what's going That's on. That's not it's so like, bad. Oh. And the, yes, the expectation the women were expected to 
to provide huh. oral. Like there was no hand jobs, no. And also, uh, maybe this was part of it is there was also not that much, uh, full intercourse, right? Like I think, I think it was also like a anti-pregnancy technique deployed somehow. Like, I think there was a certain amount of messaging that had gone out to our small community that blows that your mouth couldn't get pregnant. I'm just guessing. We also had like a very strong say no to drugs nonsense thing or uh, just say no. You've heard about in Brazil, you know, which is a very Catholic place that anal sex amongst teenagers is super common. There you go. Yeah. Same kind of idea. So, yeah, I mean, uh, um, it was was a nice – Nice experience to have that be the default uh, dry humping to orgasm. And I can't imagine women, the girl would get much out of that at all. She gets the satisfaction of like the man being aroused by her. Yeah. 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 She's somehow avoiding the the nudity, the naked penis. Yeah. But she's still curious. Maybe some women can orgasm from dry humping. I'm not sure. Well, the women who can... If you like, if they're humping the right part of your body, but not with your crotch against their crotch, I'd be skeptical. Yeah, I think, yeah, um, women will grind against my legs sometimes, and that's what's going on there. Right. There'd have to be some scissoring kind of deal. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. Uh, We like feedback. You can send us feedback at ymmvpod at gmail.com. We pay $10 for any feedback we receive. So just give us your Venmo or Cash App or whatever. And I've been posting clips to YMMV Pod on TikTok. So if you want to, hmm. you know, that's our latest social media. We there. actually have well, we have almost a thousand followers on there. So what is our what is our TikTok handle? YMMV Pod, I think. Oh, okay. If right. that's wrong, people can hassle me. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if you search YM. YMMV pod. It'll find us anyway. Anyway, you can also ask us questions at that email address, ymmvpod at gmail.com, and let us know if you want us to keep it private and not use it on the show. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. No!